we are immersed in COVID-19 right now and basically taking care of all of our employees and students. So it's just navigating all of the personnel matters. And that's been occupying a lot of my day and night. (laughs) What has it been like for school district human resources departments during these many months of pandemic? What are some key challenges faced and lessons learned from recruiting, hiring, and negotiating in a virtual environment? We'll explore these topics and more in this latest episode of Adventures in Ed Funding, the podcast series presented by CASBA, the California Association of School Business Officials. Hi again, I'm Paul Richman, your series guide. In this episode, Norma Gonzalez, Assistant Superintendent for HR and Interim Associate Superintendent of Business Services for Washington Unified School District in West Sacramento, takes us on a journey through school district HR during the time of COVID-19. Norma is a human resources expert who has served in leadership positions for several school districts and a county office of education during the past two decades. Washington Unified, where she serves now, is situated in Yolo County, just across the river from the state's capital in Sacramento. The district has more than 7,000 students spread across elementary, middle, and high school campuses and nearly 800 employees. It's a really good size. It's a K-12 comprehensive. We have all programs. We have adult ed. We have preschool and a charter school. So it's the community is a great community. We have five board members, a wonderful superintendent who's retiring, and of course getting a little sad about that. Not a little bit, a lot of it sad about her leaving, but excited to welcome a new superintendent that's coming in in January. Mm-hmm. So a lot of changes that are happening for us in Washington Unified. And what about specifically in the HR department? Are there some major ways that things have changed since, say, March? It has drastically changed in HR. Um, Our institution wasn't built to be remote. We're not like a tech company in the Bay Area or anywhere else. So we still had our personnel files stored in file cabinets. So we still had some systems and filing processes that were very hands-on or physical. So we had to make some major shifts very quickly. Fortunately, I was already working towards implementing an electronic personnel system, and I already had that contract going. So we just amped that up and have literally worked with that vendor, who happens to be one of the Casbo partners, and getting that launched. So I had a task manager in my team on HR who took that baton and ran with it and making sure that we had all of the personnel files scanned so that we are able to work remote and access key information electronically. So that was a huge shift for us uh, in our department and also throughout the district. We were fortunate that we do have Google Suite. A lot of our electronic and files are able to be worked on live while we're in different locations. So that's been a really huge positive shift for us in our district. Mm -hmm. And so has your department been working remotely? We were working remotely and then we worked on what's called like a rotational. So we're not exclusively remote. It still doesn't work for us to have us all remote. 
So we've scheduled some remote slash rotational agreements with our association, our classified association, the union, and my team as well in HR and business services, where we are staggering our schedules so that we're in the office at least two days a week, um, but still keeping enough social distancing to minimize the exposure of, of us in contact with other staff at the district office or in the offices or at the school sites. Mm-hmm. Right now, as a, we're, we're just starting December, you have some learning going on on campuses or are you fully closed? What, what's the status? The status is, is from the very first day of school, we opened learning centers. So we've been following the small cohort guidelines uh, with regard to having students come in and the focus, of course, were for the students that do not have the same resources at home. So we wanted to make sure that we had some learning centers with um, staff to come in and, and basically help them log in and connect with their teachers. So it's not an actual classroom, but they are learning centers where kids can come on to their um, school sites and get the support that they need to continue in their studies. And we also have provided daycare for several of our families within the community and our staff. So we've been uh, fortunate to have such a willing and great community of staff that have been stepping in and helping our, our students. We have kids that are on campus and following all of the guidelines and protocols in small groups, of course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to right. put that out there. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned the your labor partners in the district. I'm assuming you're also doing any negotiations that you're conducting. Are are those being done remotely too? Yes, they are. Um, and how's they, that? How's that going? Is that they, is it very different? We have a phenomenal both associations within Washington Unified. Um, we've negotiated virtually from the get go when we had the uh, memorandums of understanding back in March and April. And then the return to school negotiations. So they've been awesome. And, you know, I had to basically fast forward, learn a lot about how to conduct a lot of these meetings online via Google Meet or even Zoom. Um, And, you know, we have the general housekeeping is when we're in negotiations, we want everyone's cameras on. Um, It's been a really great experience. And the associations in Washington Unified have been beyond supportive and understanding. So I'm really blessed and fortunate to work with those partners. Can you think of a, of a particular lesson that you've learned that you could share in terms, especially in terms of switching to remote negotiations? Is there anything that stands out that's been helpful for you? What stands out the most, and I've always adhered to maintaining transparency and, and strong communication. It just escalated the importance of making those connections or reinforcing those connections. So because I'm not able to, hey, say, can you come into my office? We need a chit chat. That, that's not happening right now, uh, unless when I'm in the office. But even at that, it's really challenging to have meetings in person. So to me, it's really amplified the importance of connecting via email, cell phone, text messaging, because again, that's how we're able to move the work forward and maintain those healthy relationships for the betterment of the community and the school and the students, et cetera. 
And let's talk about hiring next, another core function for HR. It sounds like you've also switched maybe to an all-virtual approach for recruiting and interviewing. That is correct. And we've had such great success that way as well. Um, we conduct the interviews and we they're all online and we get the panel also online as well as the candidate. We have a nice system in which the candidate is able to view us, the panel members. But when it comes to the interview questions, we'll try and isolate the person asking the questions with the candidate so it's a little bit more intimate. But if it's a larger panel, then yeah, we will definitely have everyone on screen. But we just kind of depending on the position as well. Um, but it is, it has worked very, very well. And we've hired some administrators, teachers, classified staff, ever since we went into back back in March. Is it strange to be hiring people that that a lot of the folks on the team have still not met in person? Um, I, on my end, I would always like to have a second interview, like a, a meet and greet, not so much a formal interview. My team in HR, we will do that uh, before we actually launch the formal offer. Um, and even though we can onboard someone completely digital or online, I still like for them to come in and, and meet with my team in HR. We have put up the plastic barriers. We have all of the PPE in place, the sanitizers, the gloves, so that the individual can still come in and have that one-on-one or personal interaction. Mm-hmm. What would you say has been the biggest challenge you've had to overcome with doing all remote hiring? The challenge is you can't pick up a lot of the soft skills. Um, You can see the technical pieces of their application, their resume, all of the employment documents. That's pretty clear. You can see them on a screen. But what you don't often pick up on are those soft skills. And, you know, because when we interview in person, you often will notice how they interact with people, how they greet the receptionist when they walk through the door or even staff in HR. So that has been probably the biggest challenge. That's why I still like to see if we can't have them come in, even just for a moment and at a distance, because it does help to see um, how they treat people. Because again, how they treat staff is an indicator of how they might treat our students. So it's really critical for me to get that pulse of those soft skills that that you can't pick up via a computer. <laughs> uh-huh. So as an expert on the hiring side, is there any advice you might give to candidates in this virtual environment that we're in? Are, are there some things you've seen um, when you've been interacting with candidates that you'd, you would want to be able to advise everyone about? Absolutely. So what I, because I've been sitting in on more interviews lately, it's really important for the individual to still have eye contact. Look at that camera. And if there's more than one person on the screen, interact with that person by saying their name. Oftentimes the names are on the screen and be personable to the best uh, as possible. And of course, dress as if you're going to a formal interview. It's always impressive to see a candidate still dressed in professional attire. Um, And that way it does allow for the panel to see the interest level of the candidate. So that I would still encourage a, uh, a candidate 
to dress as if they're going into an interview in person and to be mindful of the background screen. Of course, I'm sure everybody talks about that. Um, and there are ways in which you can still be personable, even though it's uh, on the laptop or on your computer. So no pajamas, even though no we're, pajamas. We're <laughs> no, no, by no means. Um, and then also do your homework. It's really important. It, it is always impressive to see a candidate to say, you know, I see this on your website. I think it's really important for a candidate to do their homework about the district or the employer, uh, because that does demonstrate the interest of coming on board and working for us or the district that they're applying for. Those are some great things to keep in mind straight from an HR expert, especially when you're looking for that next position. And we'll come back to even more about school district HR in the time of COVID with Norma Gonzalez in just a moment. But first, let's learn a bit more about Norma and her background. Norma, what was your pathway into public education? Have you always been in education HR? I have not. No, I started um, HR in the corporate world. I worked for um, Gala Winery for about six years, and I leaped over to education back in, what, 1995 when my children were little, and I have just moved um, into various roles and fortunate to be in the leadership role. I've been in a leadership role for over about 10, 15 years and have just loved it. It's very meaningful work, and I really do value being a part of the the educational environment. And how long have you been in your current role with Washington Unified? Yeah, so I um, have been with Washington Unified School District since April of 2019. Um, And I am currently the assistant superintendent of HR. But as of lately, I've been assigned as the interim associate superintendent of administrative services. So I'm overseeing our business services division as well. Um, So I do have my CBO certification. So I've been helping the district in that respect. So a a lot on your plate in addition to being in a pandemic. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, it's been immensely busy for me. When Educators and staff are coming to you and coming to the HR department. What would you say is the the most recurring issue or topic that they're bringing forward right now? The biggest topic and concern is safety. I think that right now people are very fearful of the pandemic and not wanting to be exposed. Uh, so that has been a big and it seems to be escalating now is where we are today, right? It seems like that now that we're back in the purple tier. So staff are concerned about their um, safety and well-being. So what we've done in, in Washington Unified to, of course, offer the services, at all of the PPE, personal protective equipment needed, as well as trainings that are required on how to utilize all of that equipment. And then access to resources to promote wellness. That's also another big priority of mine throughout the years is employees that feel safe and well will do well and and therefore would reduce the the, um, absence or attendance issues. So 
we've launched another wellness campaign or a fitness campaign to keep them well um, and active and also have access to our employee assistance programs and other resources. As I receive information from our medical providers, I move those forward to our staff so that they're always aware of what new information is coming forth so that they're all are always connected to resources that we receive as a district. We've also heard from districts around the state that many of them are experiencing a real need for substitute teachers. Is, is that an issue and a concern in your district? Um, it is. Um, right now, all of our teachers are able to choose between working to teach hybrid on campus or virtually from home or you know another location. So our attendance or our absences have not been a huge concern right now because of that flexibility that we offer our teachers. But we did offer a specialized training for our substitute teachers before school started, probably right around when school started. And we wanted our substitute teachers to receive all of the trainings that are, not all of them, but a big bulk of the trainings on how to conduct a classroom via Google Meet or Zoom. So we wanted to make sure that our subs had the same skills or at least the skills to be able to pick up uh, whenever a teacher was not able to. So it hasn't been a huge problem because of that ability that our teachers have of being able to teach remotely at this time. So Norma, when we finally do make it through this pandemic, which we will, what's something maybe that you're really looking forward to, either professionally or personally? In the work environment, I cannot wait to conduct meetings in person. I am a people person. I literally enjoy meeting with people, shaking their hands, and just, you know, I'm one of those individuals, my office has snacks and candies and treats because I like my, even though my office could sometimes be, um, people always worry when they have to come into my office because, you know, it's like going in the principal's office at times, <laughs> but I, I, I long for that time. Obviously I don't have that now in my office because of COVID, but um, that's one thing that I truly am looking forward to is being able to see and meet people again in person, because that is part of what we do in HR. We're the division of the organization that onboards individuals, employees, and we offboard them, whether they resign or retire. Um, So there's a lot of people interaction. And that's why I love HR so much. And, you know, having oversight of the business as well is is having that engagement with people. And, And right now that's not happening as much as I like. So I do look forward to that very much. Well, I'm I'm sad even more now that we couldn't have done this interview in person. So I I could have had snacks and candies too. That's right. You could have. (laughs) (laughs) They're all individually wrapped. I keep them all individually wrapped even before pandemic. (laughs) Oh, very good. (laughs) Um, I wanted to come back again to kind of lessons learned. If there's some other things you've experienced that you might want to share with either colleagues in school business or, or just the broader education community. Yeah, so my work in HR, and of course now looking and working with our business services um, division, is to consider and always look for more efficient ways to operate 
the day-to-day work. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we were not created in a way, especially when the bulk of our work, we, you know, we're human capital, right? So we don't have a product to sell or our work is to educate our children, our students in the community. So on the operational side, it, it's looking at more efficient ways to do that so that we can be more, or like they say, and forgive the cliche, work smarter, not harder. Because again, that will allow us to focus on on meeting the needs of our kids in the community. Great. And I also understand that you'll be one of the presenters at the CASBO Human Resources Summit on December 10th. Can you share a bit about what you'll be discussing at that event? Yeah, so, um, you know, especially working with people, you know, there are instances in which, you know, things happen. So we do have to eventually um, or occasionally have to address employee accountability and also complaints and investigations. So how do we do that in a pandemic? Well, we still have to hold employees accountable. So with that said, we are going to walk through the steps of what we've done to uh, investigate um, personnel matters and um, some investigations, you know, you can do low level ones and uh, virtually, but for the most part, I do like to see those um, nonverbal cues. Um, it is really important to still conduct some interviews um, or investigations in person, but make, making sure that we follow the process. And of course, in honoring of the collective bargaining agreements and all of the other guidelines that we have to adhere to with regard to investigations. So, so yeah, I will be co-presenting with the attorney who works with me in Washington Unified. Um, we work really close and really well together. So she and I will be giving a little bit of a presentation on employee investigations in the pandemic. We'll be sure to post a link for more information on that and the many other great CASBO professional development offerings in our show notes. Plus, you can always learn more by visiting the CASBO website at casbo.org. And Norma Gonzalez, we are so grateful for the leadership that you provide and for taking time to share with us about your experiences. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And keep going strong. (laughs) I know. You too. You too. Well, that's going to do it for now. As always, many thanks to you for joining us on Adventures in Ed Funding. One quick update before we go. The legislature began its new session this week. Already we've seen introduction of a major broadband for all bond act, plus new emergency legislation that would require public school students to physically return to school in stages by early spring. We'll keep you posted on these and other bills. Plus, be sure to check in with CASBO's government relations team for the latest details via their regular news break emails, the website, and on Twitter. Our series is presented by the California Association of School Business Officials. Jamie Dial is the president, and Tasha Davenport is the CEO and executive director. The one and only Tommy Dunbar handles all of our series' music, editing, and sound. And I'm your series guide, Paul Richmond. 
We hope you're continuing to stay safe and strong during these difficult purple tier days. Until next time, keep finding ways, large or small, to make those personal connections. Thank you.